This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Steven, Steven, we have three shows we have to preview for next week. Back to back to back. Oh my god. We've got the Evolve show, we've got Extreme Rules, and we've got Fight for the Fallen from AEW all this week here on Headlock Talk. googly moogly great googly moogly oh man <laughs> what a time what a time um i am of course the texas gentleman tanner pruitt and to my right of course as always the one the only mr stephen grudy what's going on man what's going on dude how you doing man yeah pretty good yeah pretty good right now we got a lot of wrestling to watch oh <laughs> you're not kidding um so, uh, just to kick things off right from the start, like you said, we have three shows to preview uh, for next week. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, AEW Fight for the Fallen. Um, WWE is doing Extreme Rules on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the the AEW Fight for the Fallen is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And going head-to-head with the AEW show will be Evolve, which will be having a special event on WWE Network, their 10th anniversary show. Uh, and 
because Evolve is partnered with WWE, that gives them a good amount of leverage and exposure, and they've got a pretty nice-looking card here uh, for next Saturday going head-to-head with AEW as well. So, is Are these two shows uh, like at the same time? Or I think so. Or maybe some overlap. I think they might be running at about the same time. Man. So gotta, that's gonna be interesting. Gotta to watch. pick pick and choose your spots. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, I have no doubt that WWE did it on purpose. Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, oh, you've got this show running AEW. Well, we're gonna also run a show yeah. on Saturday. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to your time slot. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh you know, so that was uh uh, that's going to be very interesting. We're going to cover uh, all three of these cards here uh, for in a little bit, and of course, do some uh, if wishes were fishes, of course, as always. And um, on top of that, uh, let's talk real quick here. Um, last night was the G129 Climax show in Dallas, the kickoff show for New Japan's G1 tournament. Yep, and that was not competing against anybody with any no. time slots. Um, and it turned out to be a really good show. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, you were watching it through PlayStation View, and I was I was there live in attendance doing work for Brain Busta and and Headlock Talk, of course. Um, I think it was a very very well put together show, top to bottom. Oh yeah, absolutely. There really every match had a little bit for everyone. You know, like there was you know there were some comedy spots, there were some hard hitting spots, there were some high flying spots. Mm. Um, if you're a fan of New Japan or or just want to get into New Japan, mm. uh, as someone who is just getting into New Japan, I do highly recommend the G1. Uh, you get a lot of uh, examples of their best and brightest stars uh, mm. putting on some of their best work. So highly recommend that show. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, being there in attendance was awesome. Um, everybody who went there was a passionate New Japan fan, and it felt like they've been, you know, really craving New Japan uh, to come to Texas. Oh yeah, uh, for a long, long time. Uh, so it was definitely great. Uh, for me, the show was headlined by three big matches: Sonata versus Zack Saber Jr. Who so good? Yes, a very, very good match. Uh, they they were having a bit of a rematch from uh, a Rev Pro show. Uh, Zack Saber Jr. is, of course, the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. Mm. Um, he took on Sonata at uh, the Rev Pro Ungovernable Show, which I highly recommend checking out if you're not familiar with Rev Pro. It's only about eight and a half dollars a month. Uh, plus, you get uh, OTT uh, and a lot of other great wrestling promotions uh, there. So it's kind of like a pivot share kind of thing, like uh, what Progress runs. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, so highly recommend that. But yes, this was a rematch uh, of, of sorts, but this time with uh, A block points at stake mm-hmm. for the uh, New Japan um, G1 tournament. And um, fantastic match there. Ibushi took on Kenta. And Kenta looked like a real, you know, <laughs> killer, real killer, yeah. a real force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kota Ibushi's going to have uh, some odds to uh, overcome here uh, if he was to uh, if he's to win uh, the G one this year. Yeah. Um, so that's that's something. Yeah, you know, that is something. W- what did you think of Kenta? He's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really really awesome. Uh, I think he he showed a lot of. Uh, a lot of control in that match. A lot of control. Uh, he definitely, I think, set the pace for the match really well, which uh, 
I mean, really did the match a lot of justice. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and and they needed it because he's he's coming off of being in WWE for so long, where it was like he was taking a back seat, and mm-hmm. now that he's free from those chains, he's really coming out looking like a real beast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, the like the hard shots that you would hear over the TV, like it echoed around the arena. So <laughs> it was nuts. Um, for for a, a glorified squash match, uh, Ibushi actually looked really good mm-hmm. there. He looked like a really sympathetic baby face. And uh, Ibushi is still my pick to win the whole thing. So uh, this one here, uh, I had to take it a little bit on the chin. I don't think I have a pick yet. Mm. I, I want to wait until um, I see some of the B block uh, before I have a, a pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? I, I I could see a bushy. I, I definitely could see a bushy, but I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna wait. Okay, fair enough, man. Yeah. Um, and then of course Tanahashi Okada was great too. Yeah, definitely must see match right there. Mm-hmm. Um, is it on par with their Wrestle Kingdom trilogy of matches? Pro- probably not. Uh, but for it being hard to top, yes, those are very hard to top matches. Uh, but for it being a Another chapter in Okada and Tanahashi's rivalry for it to take place in the states and especially in Texas, nonetheless, uh, was a was a great. It's like Christmas. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. much so. Yeah. Um. So, uh, very pleased with that. Uh, if you want to hear more about our in-depth coverage, I definitely ask that you tune in to Brainbuster Radio this week. Uh, you know, uh, Tuesdays in Texas with Headlock Talk. Uh, so that way you can uh, check out our more in-depth review, uh, where we you know get into the real nitty-gritty and give ratings and all that good jazz. Yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely highly highly recommend that you can check out Brainbuster at Brainbuster Radio on Twitter, and then of course they've got a link tree there where you can find how to keep up with uh, not only Headlock Talk but all the other great shows on Bra- Brainbuster Radio, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Yeah. So check it out, man. Brainbust has got a really nice, solid uh, <clears throat> uh, infrastructure yes. uh, around uh, the streaming. You know, with with the link tree uh, going to all the different uh, avenues where you can stream it. Uh, downloads all over the place. Yes, great stuff. Yeah, great stuff by Wilf and all the people that that uh, are a part of Brainbuster Radio. Mm-hmm. You know, making big things happen. Oh yeah, you know, Brainbust Original Press is doing really well. Uh, where you can you know uh, read great writers and uh, you know uh, all their wrestling material there, and of course Brainbuster TV coming out this summer uh, on Twitch. So definitely you got a lot of different ways to keep in touch with Brainbuster. Oh yeah, yes. Um, moving right along because man, we've got a lot to cover here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, three shows next weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Um, I mean, August 31st, we have three shows all in one day, which that's going to be an an absolute nightmare (laughs) to try and cover. Um, (laughs) But uh, this one's a bit more well-paced here. Um, The show that intrigues me the most here is going to be this Evolve 131, Mm. uh, also known as Evolve's 10th Anniversary Show, uh, which for the first time ever will actually be on WWE Network. Uh, And... Uh, because they've had a partnership with WWE since about 2015, um, this is going to be, um, you know, this is going to be just a really, really good opportunity uh, to you know, just check everything out. And if you're new to Evolve, 
uh, that's it's really quite a good opportunity just to see what it's, what it's all about. Absolutely. Um, for those not familiar with Evolve, <clears throat> it was founded by Gabe Sapolsky, who was the longtime booker of Ring of Honor, uh, and he founded uh, Evolve as a sister promotion uh, to uh, Dragon Gate, uh, Dragon Gate USA more specifically. So um, it's a brilliant concept for us uh, to see Evolve on um, WWE Network, and as big of a wrestling fan as I am, I'm not even super familiar with Evolve. So yeah. I'm really quite curious to see what this is all about. For sure. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about <laughs> this. Um, I'll just come out and say it that I don't know most of these guys. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, they could surprise me. Yeah. Um, I think with, with them having the partnership with WWE and uh, them putting forth a product that WWE has enough confidence in to put it on their network, I think is mm. uh, that I think says a lot. Um, so I don't really know what to expect from this show, um, but I am expecting something good. Mm, yes, absolutely. Well, we've got some pretty big headliners here too. Some uh, some previous uh, Evolve talent coming back. Um, you, you'd recognize these guys from NXT and Two Hundred Five Live, perhaps. Um, but uh, uh, the show here from from bottom to top. Uh, we've got Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy, who are the tag team champions of Evolve, uh, taking on A.R. Fox and uh, Leon Ruff. I'm familiar with Kingston, and I'm, consi- I'm, I'm familiar with A.R. Fox. Uh, the other two gentlemen I'm not too familiar with, So, uh, but I'm always down for a good t- opening match. Uh, opening match is a tag team match, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, there's probably going to be some pretty decent production value of this of course i'm sure wwe is going to want to ensure that oh yeah yeah um, so um i expect this to, to be very well uh, placed and put over especially with this being the opening match here yeah for sure and one uh one kind of theme that i've noticed with a lot of uh maybe not necessarily independent but some smaller promotions uh, such as evolve is uh, their tag team division tends to be pretty freaking awesome yeah and, and uh, a lot of the independents like to put fo- some focus on their tag team division. So with it being an opener of a tag match, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we also have um, two gentlemen I'm not, again, super familiar with. Uh, Josh Briggs versus Anthony Green in a Future Is Now uh, showcase match. So I'm, uh, so for me, that sounds like these are two young and up-and-coming guys. Mm. Uh, so I, I look forward to seeing that. Um, Kurt Stallion versus Sean Maluda versus Steven Wolf versus Harlem uh, Bravado in a Fatal 4-Way match. I'm familiar with Sean Maluda from the Cruiserweight Classic mm. um, from a, a few years back uh, that featured uh, Kota Ibushi. Uh, actually, Sean Maluda faced Kota Ibushi in the opening round. Nice. Okay. Um, uh, it also had Zack Sabre Jr., Grand Metal League, uh, TJ Perkins... Who's no longer with the company? Mm. It featured a lot of uh, uh, Cedric Alexander, of course. Okay. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. This was a packed, yeah. okay, you know, okay, a packed event. So yeah, you're gonna have to school me on some people on this card, uh, dude. I mean, some uh, at some points this is guess this your uh, 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 your guess is as good as mine. Oh, fair enough. I'm so tongue tied about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's why I'm so intrigued. Is these are these are names that I'm not even all that familiar with. Right. Um, Baba Tunde, again, another guy who I'm not familiar with, faces Colby Carino. Uh, Colby Carino is actually uh, Steve Carino's son. 
uh, from what I'm familiar with here. Um, but Babatunde, he's a new name to me. I did a little bit of research here. Uh, he's he's Polish, <clears throat> um, and he had uh, previously played uh, NFL football with the Minnesota Vikings ah, during their okay. 2015 preseason uh, as an offensive lineman. Um, you know, so I mean, it's uh, so he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's an offensive he's, lineman. He's, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's billed as being six foot nine and three fifty five. So yeah, that's a big dude. Big guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm down to see this. I, this this match or this card in general is going to be interesting, just because you know, like I said, WWE has the confidence in these guys to put it on their network. And with without me knowing really mm. most of these guys, mm. but WWE having the confidence to put them out there, mm. I'm excited mm. because who knows? Maybe I'll be I'll become a fan of some new people. Yes, no, absolutely. I and I definitely agree. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that as well because um, you know if this gets me into evolve, then it's a pretty it, you know they've done their job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, Anthony Henry versus Arturo Ruiz. Um, this is billed as being a grudge match. Again, forgive me. I'm not super familiar with either of these gentlemen. Uh, but it, with it being a grudge match, I'm sure it's going to be pretty impassioned. It should yeah. be a good match. should be pretty brutal, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see here. A winner-takes-all match for the WWN and Evolve Championships. Uh, so that's pretty interesting here. J.D. Drake, who's the champion of WWN, uh, takes on Austin Theory, who is the champion of Evolve. Let me look up Austin Theory. Let me. The name I feel like familiar? the name sounds really familiar. Yeah. Hmm. Where Where was he at? Uh, I feel like I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where are you, from are you, though. Are you thinking of Austin Aries, perhaps? I don't believe so. Huh. Okay, because I mean, I I know the name Austin Theory, but I personally haven't seen him wrestle. Before. Like the, this man, I've yeah. seen this man. You've seen this man. I, I don't know where, but I've seen this man. <laughs> hey, I mean, look. Hey, I like winner take all matches. Uh, puts a lot on the line. Usually leads to a really, uh, like you said, impassioned match. Mm. So hey, should be really good. Yes, yes. Um, and, and I think there's um. Uh, a lot to be said. This is a again a very high stakes match here, mm. so I'm ready to see it happen. Um, Drew Gulak takes on Matt Riddle in a uh, Catch Point reunion match. Uh, Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak used to be part of the same stable called Catch Point, um, so uh, that makes a lot of sense. Both being very well versed in submissions, mm. um, so I'm ready to see this happen. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Matt Riddle's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing Matt Riddle. And Drew Gulak had a really good submission match against um, uh, uh, Kushida mm. uh, okay. back on NXT TV a couple weeks back. So that was very entertaining. And then, of course, Adam Cole takes on Akira Tozawa in a singles match for the NXT Championship. Um, I Big. Yes. I don't foresee Akira Tozawa um, you know, necessarily winning here. Um but we could see particular Mr. Johnny Wrestling make, mm. make his uh, return to the ring. He's been away for a little bit here. Yeah. And Adam Cole, you know, if you've been following NXT TV, Adam Cole, uh, last week he went to um, 
the pizzeria owned by the Gargano family and ordered a bunch of pizzas and had them delivered to the wrestling school that Johnny Gargano went to. And (laughs) Adam Cole was putting up his picture in the Gargano pizza shop. And then he went and told all the wrestlers, you know, you're, you're never going to make it like Johnny told you that you can make it. And it's just some really good heel work. Yeah. but then on top of that, he's like Adam Cole's flying around in like a private jet all the time now and getting like people to chauffeur him everywhere. So oh, that's it's like, awesome. yeah, it's like super like an awesome throwback to like heel Ric Flair from back in like the yeah. day. Um, so yes, I I, <laughs> I thought it was really really entertaining. Hell yeah! I hope we do see uh, Gargano here in in some capacity. Yeah, he's uh, a, he's a former Evolve alum himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool, and it'd be a cool way to you know bring him back into the fold, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I think with this match, uh, I, I think they're gonna it, it, they're not gonna change titles. I think Cole will retain here, but I think it's gonna be right to the buzzer. Yep. You know, uh, uh, Tazawa's gonna be right there, and then no. Yeah. So I, I can see that happening for sure. Um, but uh, yes. Highly looking forward to this because it's something new for both of us. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and, and the card looks great. The, the, the guys who I am familiar with look great. The matchups look awesome. And like I said, I'm looking forward to just seeing uh, some new fresh faces. For sure, yeah. Going head-to-head with this show, however, is AEW's Fight for the Fallen, um, which will uh, be streaming live on Bleacher Report live. Uh, for free, all you have to do is uh, create an account online and you can view AEW Fight for the Fallen for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I'll be blunt in saying this. Mm. This card, when you compare it to uh, All In or Double or Nothing or even Fighter Fest, uh, doesn't look super strong, Steven. Yeah, I mean, I I would pretty much agree with that. Um, I think the biggest match on this card is the uh, Cody Dustin uh, versus Young Bucks match. Mm. It just in terms of like star power and, mm. and uh, backing, I guess. Right. Um, so that seems like the biggest match here. Uh, the other ones on the card honestly look a little thrown together. That isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I, I think a lot of this, especially the six-man tag match, is going to be setting up storylines mm-hmm. and uh, going forward into <clears throat> into All Out and into their uh, their weekly shows mm-hmm. later this year. So I think, just based on how the card looks, I think that's what Fight for the Fallen is supposed to be. It is kind of like a setup show. I would hope so. And, and I... I think that having Fight for the Fallen so close to um, Fighter Fest uh, may have been a slight little um, a slight mistake. Yeah, I hate calling it a mistake, but mm-hmm. it's it's a very slight mistake, only because it doesn't give you a lot of time to build up the next show from Fighter Fest to fight to the uh, fight for the Fallen. Yeah, no, I I, I agree for sure and. If I'm being honest, uh, AEW's um, pay-per-view landscape has been very confusing. You know, this one's free, this one's paid, this one's big, mm. this one's not. It, and I don't... It, it's kind of leading to this this uh, thing where, you know, I am on a wrestling podcast, so I'm going to watch all of them. But if I was just a wrestling fan, yeah. it kind of is like, well, which one do you want me to pay attention to more? Well, here's the logic as I see it, right? Like, and this is kind of 
what um, this is kind of the same logic that New Japan uses in putting people in tag teams together. Mm-hmm. Like to have, doing all these tag team matches on the undercard. It's like people will complain about it being like, well, why do I want to watch Ishii and Shota Umino tag team against Jeff Cobb and Ren Rita when I just want to see Jeff Cobb take on Ishii, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is this is supposed to be an appetizer to build up to you seeing them. Right, right. right. So having these minor shows like Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen, it's just a little a little taste, a little eh, a little, yeah. a little here, here you go, you know, here's a little sample of what you know what AEW is all about. Oh, you really liked it? You really liked it? Okay, <laughs> well, cool. Um, save your money because every three months you're going to pay sixty bucks to go and catch this really awesome pay per view mm-hmm. that that we know you're going to love for, for sure. sure. Um, but this match, I mean the. The, the card here is good. I mean, let's just kind of run it down real quick here. Mm-hmm. Brandy Rhodes faces Allie, uh, which we kind of got uh, little hints of um, a few weeks back for Fight for the Fallen. Was it a few weeks back? What, or, or not Fight for the Fallen. Fight Fighter Fest. Fest. Uh, that was two weeks ago? One week ago? I two weeks was, ago, I think. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Maybe it was. Oh, I could have sworn it was like last week. So well, much It wrestling. was the 26th, right? Uh, yes. Maybe two weeks ago? Perhaps so. Something I think, like that? I think you're right. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, no, I think it was last week. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, like, this was good. I mean, it's got a, it's got a build. It's, it's continuing a storyline. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. Kenny Omega versus Shima. This is something of, like, a purist's dream match. Uh, Shima is like an underground legend from Dragon Gate. Um, he's very, very good. He put oh, yeah. on a very good match against Christopher Daniels at the um, uh, Fighter Fest show. Yeah, it was uh, one of the highest uh, rated matches mm-hmm. that we gave. For sure. Um, taking on Kenny Omega. Uh, I, as I pointed out I, um, on previous episodes, I've really wanted Kenny Omega to lose... Uh, his opening matches, and then like start to question himself as to whether or not he can actually cut it in the new company, mm-hmm. and then maybe uh, vow, hey, you know, I, I appreciate my fans for sticking with me here. I vow that I'm gonna make it through and see the other side, and I will be your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I really like that story, but they have chosen not to go with it. They, you know, he he won his tag match um, with the Young Bucks. They chose to not do it so far. So far. So far. I mean, who knows? This is a straight-up singles match. Shima could win. Shima could win. Uh, And then Moxley could win as well Mm -hmm. against Omega. Uh, But yes, this is is very much a purist's dream match right here. Mm. Uh, As you pointed out, Cody versus Dustin... Cody and Dustin Rhodes, rather, versus (laughs) the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, So uh, uh, two teams of brothers taking, uh, you know, uh, taken to the ring... Should be very interesting. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, the Young Bucks are fantastic. Everyone knows that. Uh, Cody and Dustin also really great. Um, I'm curious to see the dynamic with Cody and Dustin facing off against a tag team as great and experienced as uh, experienced a, as the Young Bucks are. Um, just because you know you, it takes time to get that good at tag matches. Uh, you know how good the young bucks are mm-hmm. and you know Cody and Dustin are both fantastic in their own right mm-hmm. uh, I'm just curious to see 
how well their uh, their tag team chemistry will be up against them. Yes. Um, I mean, that will be very intriguing. Um, Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian's, uh, you know, a very hot talent on the UK scene, and mm. it's one of those pickups that AEW has made so far that looks like a really astute move, a really astute piece of business. Um, and Adam Page is the, uh, you know, he's a, uh, he's looking like he's the guy. You know, he he's the guy for the future uh, that AEW wants to put their hat on. Uh, so, I really like. Uh, Adam Page in this match, I've got a good feeling that he'll come away with the victory here. And, uh, of course, a match announced just earlier this week. Uh, Jimmy Havoc takes uh, Jimmy Havoc with Darby Allen and Joey Janela uh, take on MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears in a six-man tag match. Um, it's going to be good. Uh, yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, this is the main match on the card that looks thrown together uh, to me. Just because... None of these guys have really um, had any interaction with each other mm. uh, up until now at uh, pay-per-views or anything like that. Um, mm. But, you know, this could be, a, like you said, an appetizer setup match for some other feuds or storylines or something. Well, and this is interesting because MJF was one of the first guys to come down to the ring to assist Cody after Sean Spears hit Cody with that chair. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, I expect some shenanigans in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, like I said, you have Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela on, all on one team. It's like team deathmatch, yeah, you know, basically. Yeah. So I don't team. Ex- we're gonna murder you, right? I don't expect anybody to back down from that side of the ring. No. Um, still a very a very good card. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, could it be a little bit more built up? Perhaps so, but I think with the amount of time constraints that they have. I think if they gave had given themselves maybe another week or two um, removed from Fighter Fest to put this on, we would probably had another f- few matches here on this card. Um, yeah, that, um, I'm honestly super okay with the five match card. Uh, yeah. I, I'm really okay with it. It it it's gonna give each match uh, time to breathe. Time to breathe. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. You know, like I I don't need nine matches on a card, you know, 12 matches on a card. You give me five super solid matches, and I'm going to remember that more than a card with, you know, a couple really, really great matches and mm. then, you know, some lackluster undercards. No, that's fair. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. And, and and I will say this. The best part about this show, really, in all honesty, is it's for a really good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW did state that all of the events proceedings will be donated to victims of gun violence. Uh, so um, that is very, very uh, good of AEW. Absolutely. Shows a lot of heart and spirit. And, really great um, cause. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're streaming it for free, which yes. is really awesome. I mean, I, I still can't believe we got Fighter Fest for free. Yeah. You know, and, and now even not even two weeks out we're getting yet another one for free mm-hmm. and it's for a really great cause mm-hmm. AEW is not even just as a wrestling company but just as a company itself is is uh they're doing it big and they're getting a lot of my good graces for for stuff like that yes absolutely i completely agree um Finding time to watch all these shows will be a unique challenge <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but but we at Headlock Talk, we will persevere and make it happen. Absolutely. 
Steven's pointing his finger at the microphone. We got you. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about Extreme Rules. Let's do it. Um, so this will be taking place in the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Should be a good crowd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, some interesting uh, themes going on here. I mean, we, uh, this week's Raw was kind of like the first experiment of Paul Heyman having his hands and his fingerprints all over the the Raw product. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely tell by how he's now made ricochet he almost made ricochet more prominent than than um than seth rollins mm, this good. week um that's at least how it came out to me mm-hmm. he, he it looks like he's making him uh the, the top face hey rightfully Raw. so man rightfully so he just got that that u.s title yep yeah um he put on a really uh Look, if it weren't for this whole commercial break shenanigans crap that WWE is doing right now, he would have had a really great match with AJ Styles. Mm. Um, I missed that. Yes, and we'll. I'll. Maybe this is a good time to talk about it because mm-hmm. um, it looks like AJ is becoming the top heel on Raw, uh, reuniting with the club Gallows and Anderson. They've re-signed with WWE for for an, ex, uh, an extended contract. Mm. Um. But, um, so, the rumor that I've heard going around, um, and I've heard it from different sources, uh, multiple different ones, but with Vince doing all this XFL stuff, he's now somehow caught wind that apparently they don't do sports during commercial breaks. Like, there's designated commercial break allotment during football games, apparently. Gotcha. Somehow Vince didn't know this. I I don't know in what universe he lives in, but he somehow was not familiar with this concept. So now he's making it to where... What? Yes. So now he's making it to where, okay, well, if we're running a match and there's supposed to be a commercial break, we have to work work something in there, into the match or into the story, to segue to a commercial. So, like... What? Yes. So on this week's Raw, Ricochet took on AJ um, in the main event. AJ did a move. The ref counted three, but didn't recognize Ricochet's foot was underneath the rope. So another referee came down to the ring before the com- the the you know the camera cut to commercials. And then when we came back from commercials, the refs agreed that they needed to restart the match because Ricochet's foot was under the rope. Now. Again, this is just me being rightfully upset, in my opinion. Yeah. But maybe I'm being irrational to others. But how about this? Instead of timing your commercials during matches, what if you just took away some of the extra time that you're doing crap backstage and maybe put the commercials in there instead? Yeah. Make the show more match-centric yeah. and competition-centric. Yeah. Like what your audience has been asking for for a while now, years, yeah, years and years. Yeah, I mean that that's just that doesn't make any sense at all to me. You know, you have a you have a three hour long uh, right show, and, and you decide to do commercial breaks in the middle of the, the small matches. amount of matches that you right. actually have. Yeah, on a wrestling show. Yeah, okay, that's okay. how they did it. But okay. 
I'm not Vince, so. You're not? No, I'm not. <laughs> Man, the things I would be doing if I was Vince. Um, Probably eat, be eating shrimp yeah. on, a, on a private jet. Yeah, on, on my boat. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a boat. I can't remember what that boat's name is. Oh, he named oh, it? Yeah, he named his yeah. boat something crazy. E- eating shrimp on in a in a uh, a blow up pool in a helicopter on a private jet in a private lake. Uh yes, yes. Wait, private yacht. Vince in a private yeah, lake. yeah, Vince owns a yacht called the Sexy Bitch. That's of course his, he that's does. His, <laughs> that's his yacht's name. Of course he does. Um, but I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, yeah. I'd have I'd have my hat on. I'd be on my yacht. That, I'd that's be, a sexy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have my shrimp. Yep. Uh, you know, a, a light beer like a Michelob. Mm. You know. Mm. Uh, yeah. You are getting older. You got to watch the yeah. Watch the carbs. Yeah, yeah. Watch, wa- the, wa- watch the ticker. Mm-hmm. You know. The ticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got I got another five hundred years to live, and you know, yeah. Run the XFL and WWE. Yeah, and, and you're not never you're, give the company to my son-in-law. You're not pumping <laughs> steroids anymore, so no. you got to make sure you're in peak condition. Right. 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 You know. <laughs> Jeez. Um, That's a lot of beef. Right. <laughs> Um, but back to this card. Here. Yeah, sorry, that was a huge tangent. <laughs> oh yeah, but must you know it was a well needed tangent. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, this is the raw where you can see all of Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over the place here, and uh, it really did show. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out, uh, for better or worse. I mean, this looks like a much better put together card than Stomping Grounds did. I agree. Uh, they they gave it more thought. Um, you know there is some familiarity, and I do expect for uh, at least one more match to be added onto the card before mm. this is all said and done. Uh, but let's dive in real quick here. Uh, Alistair Black is taking on uh, to be announced. Mm-hmm. He's been cutting promos forever and ever. It seems now talking yeah. about the person who's knocking. He he's ready to take on uh, his first challenger, and I fully expect for Alistair to. Um, you know, do the deed here and 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 you know make a big splash. Yeah. Um, what worries me the most here is that, you know, they they haven't like talked about who his opponent's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So my fear is like, oh, it's gonna be another surprise. Not only are you gonna get Alistair's debut, but you're gonna get somebody else coming out here too, and Alistair Black takes the loss in his first match. That's mm. what scares me most. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Now, imagine uh, they they keep this a secret all the way up until uh, Extreme Rules, right? And that you know, Alistair Black comes out, and then they're about to announce his his secret competitor, Shane McMahon. Yeah, right. I know he's on the card he's already. He's doing but, double duty. But uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Vince Vince comes out to the ring on his yacht. <laughs> With his top hat on, yeah. and takes on Alistair Black. Yeah, no, I mean th- this is a good opportunity to to give Alistair Black a huge pop uh, from coming back. It- it's really going to be dependent on who he's going up against. I-, I think if they just put some random, you know, if they put this 
on like the start of the show, put some random jobber out there. It's going to be a very lackluster uh, re-debut for Aleister Black. Well, and the way that they've built it is it's got to be somebody with some, some name recognition. Right, right. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, we also have Drew Gulak, the new WWE Cruiserweight Champion. He's pulling double duty this weekend. He's mm. going to be uh, not only at the Evolve show, um, but he'll also be taking on Tony Nese. One on one for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. It's gonna be a good match. I like Tony Nese a lot. He's a really good wrestler. Both guys are very, very good. Mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with uh, Drew Gulak, but hey, it's gonna get a good match. Yeah, for sure. Um, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan take on the New Day, uh, Big E and Xavier Woods, and uh, also Heavy Machinery. So it'll be a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I'm all about this. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm. all about this. Mm. This is going to be really good. I, I'm a big fan of Daniel Bryan, and I believe him and Rowan are having really great chemistry right now. Um, and then obviously the New Day is the New Day. They're fantastic. And Heavy Machinery being right here with some big guys, big names, that makes me really, really happy because those guys are really talented. Where are the Raw Tag Team Championships? That's a good question. Who are the Raw Tag Team Champions anymore? Um, You know, I actually don't know. Hmm. Let's find this out. I'm going to look this up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just goes to show because, I mean, it's like you're not doing anything with the titles right now. Yeah. I want to say, is it, it's not still Ryder and uh, Hawkins, Hawkins? No, I don't, I hope not. Who are the champions? The Revival. Is it the Revival? I think it's the Revival. It is the Revival, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why are they, they need to have a match on this card. Yeah, I mean, WWE's tag team division ha- has been, you know, kind of iffy uh, recently. And by kind of iffy, I mean almost non-existent in a lot of ways. Um, but I do think that this triple threat tag team match could be the start of their tag team division kind of coming back and, mm-hmm. and doing a really nice turnaround. Uh, those three tag teams uh, in one match together, those are all great tag teams. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for this. I do have big expectations for this, mm-hmm. and I am hoping that this is the start of the turnaround. Yes. Uh, Bailey, uh, who is the... Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion takes on Alexa Bliss uh, in another rematch. Um, why? I, I really don't know. I really don't know why this program is continuing to go on. Mm. I thought Bailey has already put away Alexa Bliss. What they need to do is if Bailey's going to go over here again, it needs to be a decisive victory so I can stop seeing this matchup. <laughs> yeah. And, again, the, the women's division has been kind of... I, I feel like they, it's going they, through the same thing like the tag division is. Well, right? yeah, but you know they they got through this this storyline of um of Becky Lynch and uh of Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey and then after that they really just kind of didn't know what to do. And, and I don't mm. it, it almost seems like they didn't really have a plan uh for after that storyline and or anything like that, and they're kind of just throwing stuff together. You know, that's why we got the, you know, call it what it is, uh, that's why we got the lackluster Becky Lynch-Lacey Evans match. Um, That's why we're getting this strange, uh, you know, sort of rivalry uh, feud with Bayley and Alexa Bliss. And it it really just, 
it's not coming off as well as that initial uh, triple threat storyline went. And, you know, I, this doesn't seem planned to me. Hmm. You know, it, it's it's almost like they're just going along with it and kind of coming up with it as they go, you know? I think that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, well, let's do this because it's what we did last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the direction we took last week, and we're just going with the wind on mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, I, I think they had something... You know, I was I was a little hard on it at the time. Um, looking back on it, it was a decent storyline with with the three women, um, you know, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda, uh, leading up to the WrestleMania. It it was fun. It was exciting. Mm. This is not fun or exciting, <laughs> in, in my opinion. Yeah, I hope, like I said, I hope Bailey comes away with the victory here and that we move on to something yep. else. Yeah, just get something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Kofi Kingston takes on Samoa Joe, which is something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this rivalry is going really good. Uh, do you foresee Samoa Joe winning the championship off of Kofi? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think Kofi's uh, is a really strong champion right now. I think people are buying into him a lot. Uh, I don't think that now's the time to change it. Um, Samoa Joe, very talented, definitely deserves a title reign. However, I think... At, at this time, I don't think it's time to to pull the rug out from Kofi. I, I think he's still going strong. Mm, okay, I mean, I could definitely see that for sure. Um, yeah, K- Kofi is very strong. I I will say, I mean, I do see um, po- Samoa Joe possibly taking the title off of Kofi mm. sometime. For sure, sometime. But, yeah, but maybe not right away. I just think with Samoa Joe, it's like everyone knows Samoa Joe. Everyone knows he's he's killer and he's brutal, and yeah. he doesn't need a title to prove himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be it would be a good accomplishment. I think he he still has a lot of work ahead of him if For he sure. wants to take that title. Yeah. Um, last two matches here. Can we skip it? <laughs> uh, Can we skip this this next match? This next one? Yeah. You don't like it? No. I mean, we don't have to skip it. I'm just making jokes. But uh, no, I know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it that uh, this next match here is um, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's something. Um, so if you've missed Raw, um, Shane and Shane McMahon, that is, and Drew McIntyre have had this like rivalry with Roman Reigns, as crossed SmackDown to Raw and back to SmackDown, and then staying on Raw, and it's like it's really weird. This whole non-existent brand split with mm-hmm. this wild card rule has. I just don't even know. Yeah. Um, but you know, <clears throat> out of nowhere, one night on Raw, the Undertaker comes out, you know, makes his presence felt, and cleans house, and now he's tag teaming with Roman Reigns for some reason. Like he's given like almost no explanation, and I've kind of had to fill in the blanks as to maybe why he's there, but I don't know. Just let the man live. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he wants to, like, prove that the Goldberg match was, like, a one-off kind of thing. And he's like, I'm going to, you know, do this to... Dude, you know. you're the freaking Undertaker. You don't right. need to prove anything. Yeah, you, you rest know? on your laurels. Yeah, you know? like... If anybody can, it's him. Yeah, you, you have nothing to prove, right. you know. Uh, th- this match is just... It, it's going to be fine. It Like, I'm not going to hate it. 
But at the same time, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan. I'm mm. not a Drew McIntyre fan. Mm. And Shane's left a very sour taste in my mouth over the past few months. <laughs> and then Undertaker, dude, I love you, but please go away and and you know rest up and just retire and stop putting your body through this. I'm gonna say something, mm. and I don't think that many people are gonna appreciate it. Oh god! So it'll be a bit of a hot take. Hot takes. Okay, so forgive me if you don't share my opinion, but this is mine, perhaps my opinion alone. But anything else from here on out that The Undertaker does, it is only to the detriment of his legacy in WWE from here on out. I completely He's not agree. doing himself any favors, and Vince is certainly not doing any favors for Vince or for, for, for Undertaker at this point, mm-hmm. despite him being like, yay, just do one more match, I'll pay you so much money. Yeah. You know? Maybe Undertaker doesn't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but he was—he's one of those guys where I, you know, very strongly felt like nothing can be done to ruin his legacy at this mm-hmm. point. And he keeps coming back and coming back and coming back, and it doesn't look good to keep going away and then coming back and going away and coming yeah. back. If you're gonna go away, go away. Yeah. No, I mean I completely agree with you. I've said on on the podcast before that uh, that the Undertaker Brock match at WrestleMania was it thirty thirty um, that shouldn't have happened. Brock shouldn't have won. Undertaker should not have come back, um, and it, it should have just ended there. Um, but you know whatever it is that that's keeping Undertaker coming back, he's agreeing to it. He wants to do it. You know, so I'm not gonna knock him for that. If you want to keep doing it, that's awesome. But I do 100% agree with you that really, there there's nothing that he can do that that's gonna put him in a really good run going forward. You know? Yeah. So. No, I agree. It's just a a very strange time. It is. Yeah. Um, this will be a no holds barred tag match. Um, so. Hopefully that works to the benefit of all four guys involved in here. Mm. Um, and then the main event. Uh, cool. Well, well, this is a bit awkward. <laughs> um, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch will be... Sweet. I'm, I'm all for it so far. Go ahead. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch mm-hmm. will be defending their WWE Universal Championships and Raw Women's Championships, respectively. Mm-hmm. Respectfully. I'm with you. Uh-huh. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Um, this is great. This sounds awesome. It'll be a, a mixed tag extreme rules match. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, they'll be taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. <sighs> Fuck me. You had it. Yeah. You had it. Yeah? You had me. Uh, I was so down. And then you ruined it. Oh, Steven, I'm so sorry. It, it, it's not my fault. No, I, I, it's, it's not you, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, look, I said this again with the Bailey and Alexa Bliss stuff, but yes, they really need to cut this crap out. Yeah. Because um, there's so many things going on here that, that are just not good, right? So this is just my take here. If you disagree, you know, I don't even want to hear you on Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> just, just stay at home. Fight me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll DM me your address and I'll come to your front door. <laughs> um, so you've got another main event with Baron Corbin, which, I mean, he main events Raw every week anyway. Why? Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. You've got, I mean, 
somehow he worked himself into being the top heel in the company. It's crazy. He's Vince's guy, clearly. Shane's a better heel than Baron. I don't know, man. I'd rather see Shane in this match than Baron. I'm a better heel than Baron. (laughs) I don't even work there. Um, Lacey Evans, um, she has a ton of potential. Mm. She's very inexperienced. Mm -hmm. And she's very inexperienced in these situations. Well, the, the thing with Lacey Evans, too, is like, yeah, she's inexperienced. But it shows. Right. And that's that's really the problem, you know. It if you're inexperienced, that's fine. Yeah. But if it's showing the entire match, no, you're absolutely right. Then it's a problem. You're absolutely right. No, I completely agree with you on that. Um, and then you have this whole Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch like, hey, we're pulling back the curtain, and you can see, hey, they're. They're an actual romantic couple, and oh, now we've got them in a position where they're both putting their championships on the line. What's going to happen? What if they lose both their titles? Are they going to break up? Like what? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I really don't care. No, the, this match is just the the booking on this match specifically is lazy as hell. Lazy it's, as hell. It's not even lazy. It's like. You don't even know who you're booking for anymore. You don't even yeah. know what your audience is well, anymore. Just coming from the standpoint of like, okay, Seth and Becky are dating. Cool. Let's put them in a match with people. Great. Oh, we need some heels. Okay, Baron Corbin's been uh, here every single week forever. Put and him in, pal. Put him in. Oh, and Lacey Evans, sure. Because she, she did such a great job. Yeah. <laughs> like... I don't know. Uh, and it, it sucks because, like, I understand that Baron Corbin is playing a character. I understand that Lacey Evans is playing a character. Yeah, so are and, Seth and Becky. Yeah, and, and so I don't want to be, like, hard on these people because they, they are people. They are people. But but at the same time, I hate your character, and and I don't, I don't feel bad saying that. I hate your character. I don't think you do a good job, and I really think... That you need to go back to the drawing board. I I don't blame them. No, I don't. I absolutely a hundred percent blame Vince mm-hmm. because he's the guy who ends up rewriting the show every Monday mm-hmm. because for whatever reason he doesn't like anything except for when he does something. Right, right. So. I, and honestly, I think with Baron Corbin, he does have the potential to be a good heel. Yeah. He definitely does. He has the demeanor for it, and. Uh, another big thing, he he has the confidence to do it. You know, being a heel and, and being an asshole in front of thousands of people takes a lot of confidence, and he has that confidence. The problem is that we see him every single week. If you just let him breathe and, and you know come out every you know every two weeks or or come out you know every pay per view or or whatever, just let him breathe a little bit. You know, I'm I'm. I'm tired of it. Yes. You know, because he does do decent heel work, but you're shoving that decent heel work down my throat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's not even Baron Corbin himself. It's just the the sheer amount that I see him. It's just like, go away. Just go away. Yes. You know? No, I understand. So, that is Extreme Rules. But let's end on a bit of a more positive note here, Stephen. Yeah, I, I do want to say this, though. I am excited for this show. There are s- some matches on it that I am excited there's to see. There's some very good matches on this there, card. There's a couple that I do not care about at all. 
But that's fine. Mm. It's going to be fine. We'll see how it goes. Yes, absolutely. But in the meantime, I've got my goggles and my 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 swimming feet here. Wait, what? Uh, Your swimming feet? Whatever. They're not like what, like I, go go I, gadget I, <laughs> flippers. Go go gadget flippers. <laughs> go go gadget flippers. I like it. Okay. Yes. Um. Uh, but yes, I've got all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got my snorkel. My snorkel? <laughs> do, you, do you want to do that again? No. Um, snorkel. There you go. Snorkel. Nailed it. Yes. Um, but yes, it's time, of course, as always, for If Wishes Were Fishes. Yes. Fish time. <laughs> feeling all right, man? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, okay. man. No, I look. I drove for like seven hours yesterday. That's true. Um, yeah. I'm exhausted. It was worth it though. That G1, man. Very much worth it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yes. back to G, who, who? Okay. So if you've never listened uh, to uh, Headlock Talk before, uh, <laughs> uh, we play this game called If Wishes Were Fishes, where each of us take turns making wishes, and the other grades them. In terms of fishes. Oh, snap. Indeed, Steven. Indeed. <laughs> uh, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first this week? Yeah, I can go first, for sure. Do you want a WWE-centric wish first, or an AEW-centric wish first? Ooh, I've actually got both of those myself, too. Perfect. Well, either or, Steven. Your choice. Okay, we'll go with the with the WWE for now, since we just came off of uh, Extreme Rules. Um, so, so we talked about Aleister Black. We talked about, uh, you know, how he's been cutting promos for the past 10,000 years. And, uh, hmm. okay, you caught the joke. Cool. I didn't know. He, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you caught it or not. <laughs> no, it was good. It landed. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's been cutting these promos forever. We know how awesome Aleister Black is, and we know at Extreme Rules he has a to-be-announced opponent. Yes. So, if wishes were fishes, the to-be-announced opponent for Aleister Black we get the return of Bray Wyatt. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you're calling it as Bray Wyatt will face Aleister Black, possibly. Yeah. That's well, your wish. That's my wish. Yes. I'm not calling it, but that I hope that happens. Who would win that one? Because both guys would need. I feel like both guys would need to have that win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, th- that is a good point. Uh, I think. I mean. The the complicated part is that it's the return of both of them, and that's the big thing. However, I think with Bray Wyatt, he has a little bit more time on the main roster. He's got a little bit more weight to his name uh, than Aleister Black does. I do think that Aleister Black would be coming away with the win on this mm. um, and really have Aleister Black be the, you know, not necessarily face, but the non-heel uh, in the feud with Bray Wyatt being the main heel. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I uh, I like that wish. Yeah? Doesn't seem like it. No, I I'm do. just kidding. <laughs> I do like that wish. It's a very... Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what kind of fish I could give it. Hmm. Um, uh, because both are very, very dark characters, it seems, even though it seems like WWE's tried so hard to, like... Relay that Alistair Black's not a threat mm. for some reason. Right, it's just the the air that I get watching his promos. 
um, in honor of Aleister Black, I'm actually going to give you seven black groupers. Mm. Uh, big, terrifying grouper fish there. I like it. Um, and I hope that Aleister Black uh, proves me wrong and that they give him the push of a lifetime on SmackDown. Absolutely. If, I think he deserves it, and I think he would do really well there. If he was on Raw, I think Paul Heyman would have so many cool things for him. Absolutely. But we're just going to have to wait and see. Yep. So, um, my wish here mm-hmm. is also WWE-centric. Cool. Um, so, after the G1 last night, um, it's a really great experience. And if you actually want... If you're like, why do they keep talking about G1? I don't know what that is. It's a New Japan uh, annual tournament. Mm-hmm. If you want more information, you should definitely check out Brainbuster Radio. Um, last uh, this past Friday, is it Friday? Thursday? I think it was Thursday. Uh, Josh Robinson um, actually. Um, I think actually know it. I think it was Friday. Josh Robinson, our our pal. Um, they did wrestling reverb. Uh, for uh, Brain Buster Radio, which you should also follow um, and, and check out and listen to. Uh, but they did an episode all about um, Brain Buster, uh, or rather G1 uh, introduction, G1 for dummies. Mm. You know, so they break down the tournament, tell you how to follow it, you know, what do the matches mean, why do they have a point system, all that good stuff. Right? That's a cool concept. I like that. It is. It was a very cool episode, and shout out to... Uh, Wrestling reverb for breaking it down. Yeah. Um, even as a G1 vet myself, I always like a cool little breakdown yeah. episode like that. So, <clears throat> with that said, I think it's high time that WWE needs to pick up on a similar concept. G1 for WWE. Ooh. Okay. Is, is my wish. Um, you can. What would it work the same way with? Uh, the point system? I would do a point system. Mm-hmm. I would make it start... Um, maybe make it start after WrestleMania. Or maybe like... Actually, no. Maybe like two months before SummerSlam. Mm. Right? Like kind of like around this time. Yeah. Or, or maybe like maybe like a, a month ago. Have like all these tournament block matches throughout the thing here. Goes to a point system... After everybody's faced everybody else in their block, you've got two finalists for the tops, you know, the top two winners, and then they have a match. The winner faces the champ at SummerSlam. So, um, and and big shout out to the Queen of NE. Um, she actually devised a similar kind of concept. Mm. I highly recommend you check out Queen's Court also on Brainbuster Radio this week uh, for more details. But if wishes were fishes, yes, I absolutely agree uh, with Queen here. G1 for WWE needs to be a thing. I think that'd be really awesome. Uh, I really like that wish. I know we've talked in the past about WWE needing more tournaments, uh, mm. so that would definitely be a good way to do that. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of a fish to give you for that. Um, I'm going to go with the with uh, five of these California scorpion fish because wow. they look crazy. And uh, that would definitely be a crazy time for WWE. <laughs> I like it. 
Yeah, it, it'll take a lot of organizing, but I think they've they've got the chance to do it, and they have the talent to do it. That I mean, that that's the big thing too. You know, like with with G One, it's you know the best and brightest from New Japan, mm. and or you know even all over the world. You know, some people from different promotions are going in there, and mm. uh, WWE doesn't even need to reach out to other promotions. They have crazy amount of talent already on the roster. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be really cool. Yes. Um. So strap in. For this second wish. Oh, okay. Uh, this is not, absolutely not going to happen, but I would love for it to. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, Leva Bates and Allie uh, had a match at uh, Fighter Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go on. Okay. You, you, you with me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Allie and Leva Bates had a match. Uh, Leva Bates and Peter Avalon both had this, uh, you know, librarian gimmick going on. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yes, you had a fight for the library match last week. Yes, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> if wishes were fishes at Fight for the Fallen during the Alley and Brandy Rhodes match, Leva Bates will come out and just kind of start, you know, causing some shenanigans, starting beating up on both of them. Mm. Uh, and then Jungle Boy comes out to kind of break it up. Okay? Mm, mm, okay? Mm. You with me so far? Yes. Yeah, so Jungle Boy comes out, starts to break it up. Peter Avalon comes out. Okay. Because he's with Leva Bates. Kind of. They're librarians. They're, they're both librarians. Right. So Peter Avalon comes out, starts beating up on Jungle Boy, saying, no, leave her alone. She's doing what she wants to do, blah, blah, blah. Basically, yeah. all of that commotion, all of that shenanigans to set up a Jungle Boy and Peter Avalon feud. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Like, Peter Avalon thinks that Jungle Boy can't read because he's like a Tarzan. Because he's Tarzan. Kind exactly. of character. Yeah. Mm. And, and so he's... He's constantly trying to uh, shove books in his face and, and things like that. I'm just trying to make this librarian shtick work because I, <laughs> I because I love Peter Avalon and I want it to work. And yeah. uh, I think Jungle Boy could help. Perhaps so. I, I I do like that wish. And I think there, if you do have a match between Jungle Boy and Peter Avalon, I think there could be some cool, funny, comedic stuff going on between Luchasaurus and Leva Bates. Perhaps so. Yeah. You know. Uh, he, you know, uh, Peter Avalon takes it upon himself to try to teach the uh, the the wild man and the dinosaur how to read. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. 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 What do you, uh, <laughs> what do you think of that wish? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I do like it. Um, it. It's it's very um, it's very WWE in yeah. a way. <laughs> um, but I could see it happening. Um, you know. Plus, I mean. I think I think Peter Avalon is really really good. Yeah. Right. Um, they do need to figure out how to make this librarian stuff works. I like Wilf's take. Mm. Wilf uh, said that um, uh, Leva Bates uh, she's very much known for her cosplay kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is something I didn't know. But I guess it makes a lot of sense because she cosplayed as uh, Orange Cassidy at, at, that at Russell the Russell Circus, Circus show. Yeah. yeah. Um, with that said. He is Wilf is of the opinion that uh, Leva Bates is cosplaying as um, WWE. This shushing, oh this, snap! You know, okay. turning on the crowd. Um, be quiet. Yeah, it, this is a library. It's you know it's supposed to be boring. All this stuff. Um, Wilf, you're the man. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um. I do like that story, though. It would be interesting. And I think it would be even better if, like, 
like the breaking point of the feud is like you know Jungle Boy actually turns out to be far more educated than Peter Avalon <laughs> yeah like he's like actually like a professor but he prefers to stay in the jungle he's like the Hulk from Endgame <laughs> right right he, <laughs> yeah. like 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 Jungle Boy's like got like seven PhDs and Peter Avalon's like, I only have like a, you know, like a oh, certificate yeah. from a community college or something. I don't know. He's got his high school diploma. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that at all, by the way. There's nothing yeah, wrong I don't, with that. I don't have a degree. We mean no harm. So I don't either. So yeah. Yeah, whatever, man. But I think it would be hilarious. That would be great. Um, and in honor of that, I, I want to give you a very pretty fish here. I'm going to give you... Uh, seven of these blue-green chromis fish. Ooh, those are pretty. Yeah, uh, it's it's literally spelled blue-green, as in the colors. It's one word, blue-green. Chromis, C-H-R-O-M-I-S. Very pretty fish. Very pretty fish. Because uh, I think that you could do a lot of very uh, interesting things with this story. Yeah, there. for sure. Um, I'm glad you uh, didn't immediately hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just wasn't feeling it this week. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no hate. Yeah. Uh, You've never given me negative stars before. I have. Did you? We have each given each other negative fish before. Oh, because I oh, gave you. Oh, I remember. Because I gave you that brain coral one week. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I hated you. Your hated wish. my NXT wish. Yeah, you wanted more NXT pay per views, yeah. and I was like, "Why are you trying to tarnish?" <laughs> something like I hate you. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, why are you trying to tarnish something special? <laughs> um, my final wish is also AEW related. Very cool. Uh, I think that they they were tipping their hat to like possibly MJF and I, I talked about a theory last week I think about MJF being the one to interfere um, against uh, Hangman Adam Page and um, Chris Jericho and cost Hangman the title and Chris Jericho would be champion um, I think that that signal might be a little bit too overt mm. um, so with that said if wishes were fishes instead of it being MJF who costs Adam Page the title? Pac would return and cost uh, Hangman Page the title, hmm. setting up a Pac Hangman blood feud. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, and that that follows the the whole uh, like those rumors that we heard around uh, Pac and and Adam Page and why their match got canceled mm-hmm. or not canceled, but Pac got. Eh, rescheduled, rescheduled. Yeah, so yeah, that that would definitely fit with that for sure. Who would you have uh, after that with Jericho? Um, it's a good question. I mean, you could do several different things. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. The one that stands out most to me would probably actually be Cody himself. Mm. Yeah. Um. So you could do something with Cody. You could do something with... Um, I think it's a little bit too early to do something with Kenny or um, Moxley at this point here. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I'm trying to think of... I feel like I'm missing somebody. I mean, you could. Get, I mean, there could be several people. Like um, uh, Phoenix, Pentagon. I was uh, thinking so, Phoenix, so yeah. That would be good. Um... Yeah, you know, so maybe a, a run in with the Lucha Brothers could do something. Man, a, a Jericho Phoenix match would be uh, something. Dustin Rhodes would be yeah quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, don't, I can't recall a time where they've ever worked together outside of WWE. Um, 
So yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting options out there. There's probably more options than what I can think of right off the bat. For sure. Yeah, um, no, I really like that wish, though. And I'm always a big fan of blood feuds. Mm-hmm. And I think Adam Page and MJF would be fantastic in that setting. Um, you mean Pac? And Pac, sorry. Mm. Excuse me. No, it's okay. Misspoke there. Um, yeah, I think that'd be really good. Uh, I don't really have a lot of fish over here. Uh, so I'm just going to give you another killer barracuda for another killer blood feud. Ooh. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm always down for that. Three and a half of those. Ooh. Three and a half which, of those. Which, which half of that barracuda the do I The front half so you get the teeth. The, oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that teeth kind of like all pointy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Steven, do you have anything else remaining for us this week? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think we've expended the uh, course of this preview show. Yeah. Yeah, we've um, had a lot of uh, preview, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, previewed three shows. Mm-hmm. It's crazy good time. Uh, plus, again, if you want uh, more of a breakdown from us on our thoughts of the G1 Climax show, be sure to go and follow Brain Buster Radio. You've got a link tree where you can uh, follow uh, Brain Buster um, uh, radio on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, mm. um, and uh, you know keep track of all the great shows that are daily drops. Whether it's us every Tuesday or other great shows all throughout the week, uh, so definitely recommend you guys checking that out. Again, we've got Brain Buster Original Press. Follow up and coming great writers and journalists uh, who are passionate about wrestling, and again, Brain Buster uh, TV uh, coming this summer. Uh, so lots of good times there, uh, but yes, uh, make sure to tune in on Tuesday to get our full breakdown of the G1 um, uh, 29 Climax uh, from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us, obviously, right here, uh, where you currently are, <laughs> where you're currently listening to. Uh, be so kind and hit that subscribe button or the follow button, whatever, so that way you can get all the latest episodes of Headlock Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, of course, available not only on iTunes, Spotify, but Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Podbean, and uh, Google Play as well. Uh, so you can check us out there. Follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Again, super duper easy. Oh, at yeah. super head, easy. Headlock Talk. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, uh, as always, um, for business inquiries or just to just reach out and get in touch with us, yeah, uh, you can reach us uh, at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, it's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Pretty standard. Yeah. It's headlock talk pretty much everywhere. Headlock talk. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all you need, man. Uh, besides that, more headlock talk. More. <laughs> yeah. Call so, back to last episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need more headlock talk. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. We really enjoyed doing this show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, y'all. Later. Later, y'all.
Want to improve your self-confidence? We recommend Short North Dental for your whitening, tightening, and brightening needs. From cleanings to Botox, treat yourself to a great smile. Check out the newest gallery in the Arts District at shortnorthdental.com because dentistry has never looked this good. Zenny's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenny.com. 